It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the notorious fantasy. And in today's video, we're going to be going in depth into my week number 14 quarterback start or sit decisions inside today's video we're gonna be talking about every single game from thursday night football tomorrow all the way until monday night football and i'll be telling you guys whether i believe you should start or sit the quarterbacks in all of those games but before we could get into things i would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on twitter please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. Today's video is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to be talking about a little bit later. So without further ado, let's get into my week number 14 quarterback start or sit decisions. We begin with Thursday Night Football, the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the LA Rams in LA. In this matchup, I am comfortable starting Derek Carr. Now, I'm not going to bang the drum aggressively for him to be a top five quarterback because the LA Rams defense did look much better last week up against the Seattle Seahawks. And if I'm being honest with you, that was the best the defense has looked all year. I still think Derek Carr could easily be a top eight or top 10 quarterback, but I don't want to sing crazy praises about him because the Rams defense again it's not necessarily a huge pushover but yet again I do really believe that Derek Carr will be a decent start this week John Walford is the starting quarterback for the Rams right now they did end up picking up Baker Mayfield after he requested to be uh, let go of from the Carolina Panthers I do think that John Walford is the best out of the quarterbacks that they have right now but honestly that's not telling too much the matchup is decent up against the Raiders but you would have to be crazy to start John Walford next up we move to the Sunday slate with the New York Jumbo Jets at the Buffalo Bills. In my opinion, I like both of the starting quarterbacks in this game, Magic Mike White as well as Josh Allen. Now, Mike White looked incredibly solid up against the Vikings as well as the week prior up against the Chicago Bears. But this week, he's going up against a completely different beast because the Vikings defense and the Chicago Bears defense is absolute dick cheese up against the pass, whereas the Buffalo Bills have a very solid passing defense. So Mike White just barely kind of himself into being a start. He's one of the bottom of the barrel starts on the week. It wouldn't surprise me if the Jets ended up beating the Buffalo Bills because that was the case earlier on in the season when these two teams played. But again, Mike White isn't as exciting this week because the matchup up against the Bills. Josh Allen is a must start every single week. I don't really care that he's playing up against one of the best, if not the best defenses in the NFL in the New York Jumbo Jets. I'm still going to roll him out with confidence. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, as well as Deshaun Watson are going to be starts in this game. Now, Joe Burrow has yet to defeat the Cincinnati, or he's on Cincinnati Bengals. He's yet to defeat the Cleveland Browns in his NFL career. Now, he owns the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Cleveland Browns owned Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow has yet to beat him. Now, am I saying that history is guaranteed to repeat himself or repeat itself and that Joe Burrow is going to get slapped front hand, fucking backhand, like he's in a Key and Peele sketch? 
Of course not. I'm not saying that is guaranteed to happen, but I will put a little bit of a red flag into this game and say that, you know what? I'm not as confident as I would be for Joe Burrow if he was going up against basically any other opponent. The Cleveland Browns really do appear to have Joe Burrow's number. Deshaun Watson is going to be a start in this game. The game up against the Houston Texans, this guy shit the bed in the biggest of ways. He was throwing the ball to basically no one. He was throwing a rock to fucking John C out there because you can't see him because there was no one there he's fucking bouncing the ball off the ground like he's trying to do a trick shot it was embarrassing to watch as someone who had pretty high hopes for Deshaun Watson in that game right the Texans have one of the worst defenses in the National Football League so it should have been no surprise if Deshaun Watson lived up to the occasion and blew the back out of that defense ultimately that did not end up happening and he scored like five fucking fantasy points this week up against the Bengals though there isn't as many eyes on him right when he goes to Houston there's that revenge game narrative. There's all these narratives going around that might have kind of screwed him over in a way to where he's thinking too much about the game. Whereas here he's got the Bengals and the defense isn't going to more than likely be able to just carry them to a win in this game. He's going to have to actually step up again. Am I very confident in Deshaun Watson? Fuck no, baby. But would I start him this week? I think because of so many bye weeks, I would. Next up, we got the Texans at the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is going to be a start in this game. The Texans are going to move back from Kyle Allen to Davis Money Mills. It's kind of funny that the Texans went with Kyle Allen. It almost felt as though they realized that Davis Mills might fuck around and accidentally win a game they're trying to tank. And then they go to Kyle Allen because he's not going to do shit. And then they go back to Davis Mills, which is a little confusing because I thought they were trying to tank. But I guess for some reason, the coach thought that uh, Kyle Allen was the answer, which obviously wasn't the case. Davis Mills is going to be a sit in this game unless you play in a league that gives you points per inches on the neck of your quarterback. Because in that case, Davis Mills is must start that giraffe neck motherfucker. Dak Prescott is a start here. My only worry is that the Texans defense is legitimately so fucking bad that I think Dak Prescott might get benched coming into the second half of the game because they are smacking the shit out of the Houston Texans so hard. Next up, we move to the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. In this matchup, I'm going to be starting both Mr. You Like That Kirk Cousins as well as Jared Goff. Interesting enough, in this game, the Detroit Lions are favored up against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I understand that the Lions are at home. That gives them a slight edge. But at the end of the day, the Minnesota Vikings have one of the best records in the NFL and the Lions are the fucking Lions and yet they are favored at home. Now, I've been someone who has been a big proponent of kind of advocating for the fact that I think the Vikings have a tad bit of fraudulence to their record. I don't think they're as good as the record says, but at the end of the day, would it surprise me if the Vikings were in the Super Bowl? Probably not. So I should probably go away from saying they're frauds. I think the Vikings should realistically steamroll the D. Detroit Lions, but, and this is a big but like Kim Kardashian, I do think that it is entirely possible that since this is such a obvious Vikings bet, plus one, so clear, bet them on the money line, that the Lions just absolutely dismantle the establishment SpongeBob style of their defense. Kirk Cousins is a start here. Jared Goff is coming off of a heater of a game up against the Jaguars. Both of these guys could easily be top five quarterbacks, if I'm being honest with you. Next up, we move to the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York 
football giants. In this matchup, Jalen Hurts is a must start. The Giants defense isn't really all that bad, but are you really going to go ahead and sit Jalen Hurts? Of course not. Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFL right now. The guy's rushing upside is immense. Since this is an NFC East rivalry, these games tend to be a little bit more low scoring. Like, even though the Eagles are just on a whole nother fucking upper echelon compared to the Giants. It wouldn't surprise me if this game ended up being lower scoring and close, but again, I'm definitely starting Jalen Hurts. Daniel Jones is going up against a stout Eagles defense. Daniel Jones does make his money, though, for fantasy football in terms of rushing the Rock, which might be a little bit harder now that Davis is back for the Eagles defense. Again, though, Daniel Jones is really only a start because there are so many teams on by this week. We got the Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, and the Commanders. Next up, we move to the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. But before we break this game down at the quarterback position, I would like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, if you're a brand new user to DraftKings Sportsbook, you make a deposit of $5 into your sportsbook account and place a wager of $5 on any pregame money line from now until December 30th, you will receive $150 in free bets if your team wins. Now, notice how I said if your team wins. So since you have to win to receive the $150 in free bets, what I think you should do is pay attention to what's on the screen right now. We're going to navigate to DraftKings Sportsbook. Once you sign up, we're going to go to the top left of the screen, click on College Basketball, since I believe that is the best place to find more guaranteed wins. Obviously, nothing is guaranteed in life, but I think Purdue minus 4,000 versus Hofstra at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tonight, I think Purdue is going to absolutely roll all over Hofstra. I think this pick is going to win. So you bet $5 on that and you'll win $150 in free bets if your team wins. Obviously, you could take whatever you want. But if you live in Maryland, also important to note, you'll actually receive $200 in free bets instead. And these free bets are valid for seven days, 168 days hours from the time that the free bets are placed into your account so make sure you use them before they disappear because obviously you don't want to take advantage of this promo and then waste the 150 dollars in free bets back on into things here ravens at the pittsburgh steelers tyler huntley is going to be a start for me we did see tyler huntley be relevant for fantasy football last year when lamar jackson ended up getting hurt now this matchup is far from ideal up against the pittsburgh steelers tyler huntley is one of the bottom of the barrel starts but with the rushing up side that he has it wouldn't surprise me if he was a very fantasy relevant quarterback in this matchup Kenny Pickett is going to be a sit for me I do think he's a relatively talented quarterback but I just don't really see him laying the hammer to the Ravens defense in this spot next up we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the late Titans it was reported that Trevor Lawrence is up in the air to play on Sunday so I'm not saying he's guaranteed to be out but that is important to note his backup is big D Dick Bethard, CJ Bethard. If Trevor Lawrence plays, though, I am going to play him up against the Atlanta Titans defense. Besides the fact that Trevor Lawrence got banged up last week, the last couple of games prior to that, Trevor Lawrence was nothing short of incredible for fantasy football. And I know the Titans defense is relatively decent, but I do trust Lawrence to get it done in this game, assuming he plays. If he doesn't play and CJ Bethard plays, then you're sitting CJ Bethard. Ryan Tannehill is one of those guys that you could make the argument to start on the week. Like if you said, 
said, Nick, I like Ryan Tannehill more than I like Tyler Huntley or Daniel Jones, then go right ahead and play him. I understand the Jaguars don't have that great of a defense, but at the end of the day, normally the Titans up against shit teams like the Jaguars just like to run the ball down their throat, and ultimately, I don't really see Ryan Tannehill having a big game here, and with the likelihood of Traylon Burks playing at an all-time low, I don't really see Ryan Tannehill smashing in this spot. Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. This game was previously going to be Sunday Night Football, and they decided to yank that out, obviously, because ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. No one wants to watch the Chiefs at the Broncos. Chiefs at Broncos, I believe, is actually also on Christmas, and they're playing it on Nickelodeon. Very fitting for Russell Wilson to be on Nickelodeon. For anyone checking at home, Russell Wilson still has less touchdown passes thrown this season than bathrooms in his house. The Chiefs defense isn't even all that great, but Mr. Unlimited is a fucking disaster. Disaster. It is embarrassing. Now, do I think that Russell Wilson could uh, re- make up his career, right? He could revive is what the word I was looking for. Uh, use the quick revive from fucking Black Ops 1 and revive himself and have a great career going forward. Be that Hall of Fame guy that we were used to. I think so. I just think the team needs to fire Nathaniel Hackett. Now, obviously, I'm not just blaming Hackett, right? Russell Wilson has been nothing short of fucking hot garbage. But ultimately, I do think if they fire Nathaniel Hackett, that might bring a spark into this offense. Uh, I know the Broncos might look to keep him for the rest of the season, but let's be honest with you. The guy doesn't fucking work. Just cut the ties. This defense is too good for it to be this messed up. Patrick Mahomes is obviously a start. Again, the Broncos do have a good defense, so I don't necessarily expect Patrick Mahomes to kick the teeth in of the Broncos, but again, Patrick Mahomes is really good, so... And even with, like, the injuries at wide receiver and him throwing to these random-ass players you've never even heard of... He's still probably going to have a top five game. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. In this matchup, we're going to be firing up Geno Smith. Geno Smith has been cooking it up in the kitchen and playing extremely well this season. The Carolina Panthers defense is relatively underrated, but they can be exploited. And I expect DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Geno Smith to form an Eiffel Tower all over that Carolina Panthers defense. I think this should be yet another solid game out of the chef. Geno Smith, Mono Man Sam Darnold is now the perceived starter going forward for the Carolina Panthers. The Seahawks defense does have its holes as well, but again, you'd have to be certifiably fucking insane to play Sam Darnold in this matchup. Sam Darnold simply, while he is the guy for the team, maybe helps DJ more out a ton. Do you really expect Sam Darnold to finish anywhere near the top 18 at the quarterback position? The answer should be no. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy, horse cock Brock, baby. I miss my guy, horse cock lock. So now we got horse cock Brock. Sounds pretty good. Uh, Brock Purdy slayed my dolphins, filleted the dolphins like they were the fucking fillet of fish. It was embarrassing to watch the Miami Dolphins defense got fucking exposed exposed like Kim Kardashian and Ray J or Kim Kardashian and Chris Paul this time out. But yeah, Brock Purdy, man, oh man, oh man. He actually looked good. And maybe that's just a sentiment to the fact that the 49ers system is so fucking good that it, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't really good, which I've kind of always been an advocate for saying that he's not the best, 
The system is just so good. That's why he flourished. And that's why Brock Purdy flourished on Sunday. Now, the Buccaneers are going to have a week of watching the film. They're going to see up against, <laughs> did you guys watch uh, against the Cardinals when the game was over? Mexico City. Brock Purdy came into the game because Jimmy G slapped the fuck out of the Cardinals. And Brock Purdy went to hand the ball off. He, he either looked right or left, and the running back ran the opposite direction. So he handed the ball off to fucking Manti Teo's girlfriend and then ran the ball. It was very fucking funny. Uh, Brock Purdy might not be as bad. Like, he was literally Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft, but he's, he didn't look that bad. Uh, but I'm not starting him up against the Bucs. Tom Brady is a start. This is a tough matchup for him. The Niners defense uh, made Tua Tungavailoa look like a chicken with his head cut off. So I don't necessarily think Tom Brady's a smash here. But Tom Brady's also been playing in the NFL for roughly 7,000 years since the dinosaurs were walking on Earth. And then also the fact is that Tom Brady led a incredible game-winning drive up against the Saints. Like, while Brady hasn't looked the best this season, it's basically impossible to bench him because you know he's got that fucking dog in him. That dog might be uh, on its deathbed ready to be put down, but he's still got it in him, baby. Next game here, we got Sunday Night Football. The Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers. The battle of the quarterbacks from the 2020 NFL draft. We got my guy Tua versus social media quarterback Justin Herbert the pervert. Now the Dolphins defense at home looks like the 85 Bears. The Dolphins defense when they have to travel somewhere looks like they have no idea what they're fucking doing. Justin Herbert should have a solid game here. Tua again looked awful on Sunday up against the 49ers. He looked shook. He had a case of the yips. He looked like he was fucking flustered. Teron Armstead did not play in that game. His left tackle, probably one of the, besides Tua and Tyreek, one of the most important players on this team, a key piece to the cog that keeps this team running. And without Armstead, Tua was nervous because he thought the offensive line was going to get him sent back to the fucking hospital. He was nervous. And I was nervous too watching the game thinking, holy shit, man, Tua. And then Tua got leveled in the game and hurt his ankle. I was nervous the whole time. I'm going to keep it 100, keep it a buck. I was nervous. But now he's going up against the Chargers, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And I expect Tua to swing his fucking cock in the air around like a lasso and fucking slap the shit fucking home run Aaron Judge right on the face, the temple of Justin Herbert, the pervert, and knock him out. I think Tua has a performance of a lifetime here. He was down. He lost. He fucked the game up. He sold the game. He took accountability. He went up to the to the, the podium. He was talking on the microphone. He said, you know what? It's It fucking ends with me. It starts with me. I fucked up. He doesn't curse really. Tua doesn't curse that much, but he's like, I messed up this, that, and the other thing but I will be better. I will bounce back. You will see how great I am. And he's going to go out there up against the Chargers and hit him with the fucking one-two Mayweather. I fully expect a bounce back spot out of Tua. Now, people are going to say, Nick, you're so biased. You're a Dolphins fan. I know I have slight bias in me, but not for fantasy football. In real life, I might bet my fucking mortgage on the Dolphins beating the LA Chargers minus three on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. But what, um... I will tell you is that I genuinely believe the Chargers defense sucks. I think this should be a high-scoring game, and I think both Tua and Justin Herbert the pervert have pretty solid performances. Final game here, we got the Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are fucking flopping around like a fish out of water right now. I still think Kyler Murray will get it done for fantasy, even up against the Patriots defense. Like, Kyler is just that good of a player that you kind of just feel safe playing him every week. He hasn't really lived up to my expectations of potentially being the best quarterback in fantasy football 
this year, but he also hasn't been that bad, so there's nothing to really discredit him for. Mystic Mac Jones is kind of on the fringe of becoming a start. The Cardinals defense is so bad, and this game does kind of reek of potentially being a high-scoring game where Mac Jones can let that fucker fly, but at the same time, it doesn't really feel like the team trusts Mac Jones enough for that to actually be the case, so thank you guys all so much for watching today's video. If you did end up enjoying, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below, as well as hitting that like button. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. Uh, again, make sure that you guys check out our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet $5 on any pregame money line, any sport. You'll win $150 in free bets as long as your bet wins. Also, we have a great offer for you. I know the fantasy football season is coming to a close soon. It's pretty sad. Sucks. But DFS doesn't end during... Uh, the fantasy regular season, you get it in the playoffs as well. And if you're brand new to NFL DFS, we have a package for you. If you're a brand new stochastic user, click on the link in the video description. We'll give you three days access to all of our NFL tools, our projections, ownership, lineup generator, all of these things combined, boom bust that helped me win $5,000 last Sunday on DFS. If you don't believe me, I tweeted it out. I won 5K on uh, DraftKings. All those tools are in the description. I would definitely wait to activate this until like Saturday so that you can look at it on Saturday and Sunday for Sunday's slate. But you can do it now as well, whatever floats your boat. Make sure you check that out. I love you guys all so much. Hope you all have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, good boy! Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BGW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus